your hand in your skirt Cause keep your hand in your skirt Is a fun way to remind yourself To mind your own business You are a woman who manages her own set point So ladies, keep your hand in your skirt Hello and welcome! Keep your hand in your skirt my name is Sabrina. I am your host. Keep your hand in your skirt. Manage your own set point. Mind your own business. Have you been minding your own business? Taking care of your own vibrational set point? Today I am actually recording from a new location, a new business location. It is a beautiful, beautiful, amazing uh, transformation, an amazing choice that I made about six weeks ago. Uh, that has unfolded. And so I want to tell you a little bit about uh, the unfolding, the unexpected unfolding, and how I use the principles, the universal principles um, that, for example, that we learned from Bashar, how I have used those principles to help me in my day-to-day -day life, and how maybe you might be inspired to use those principles too if they call to you, if they make your heart sing. So the universal principles that Bashar teaches us, there's four steps. One, follow your highest excitement. Two, to the best of your ability. Three, without attachment to outcome. Four, knowing everything is working on your behalf. It's working for you. So let me repeat that again. Follow your highest excitement. It's not think about your highest excitement. It's not sit around and daydream about your highest excitement, but follow that indicates there's an action. So every day, follow your highest excitement. What would give you the most pleasure today? What would make your heart sing today? What's something you could do today right now that would make you and your body feel good? What is your highest excitement for you at this now moment? Follow your highest excitement to the best of your ability. So to the best of your ability lets you know you're not, you don't have to do this perfectly. There's no wrong way to do this. There's no perfect way to do this. Just do it to the best of your ability. So relax, don't be hard on yourself. Don't try to be perfect. Relax, do it to the best of your ability without attachment to outcome. Now that's tricky, right? Because a lot of times when we're following our highest excitement, when we're following an impulse and inspired action, it's because we're looking for the end game. We're looking for the desired outcome. So when you hear in advance, don't be attached to the outcome, that's a different way to look at things, right? That's a different way to function and operate if you're not looking at the outcome. If you're just following the excitement without attachment to the outcome, wow. That gives so much space and possibility for a variety of things to show up. And finally, step four, knowing it's always working out for you. It's working out for you. It's not happening to you. And I know many of us have been raised um, or we've, we've seen systems where people go to that victim mindset so easily, that woe is me mindset so easily, that poor me mindset so easily. And then when when you, you feel bad for yourself or you feel like you're a victim or you, you have that blame mentality, you have that, that um, 
the scarcity mentality, that that mindset, then then you want to tell the story, right? Because you want to be congruent with that "woe was me," that victim story. You want your body wants to be congruent. We know our bodies always want to be congruent with the words, right? That's where the words are so powerful. So then you get attached to really trying to prove your victim story. But if you have the belief, if your core belief, if one of your core fundamental knowings is life is happening to you, it flips everything. It flips everything. Because if, if it's happening to you, right, you're a victim. If it's happening mm -hmm. for you, if it's happening for you, possibilities, unlimited possibilities, so many options, so many choices, right? So much becomes available. And this reminds me, I want to walk you through an exercise that happened. I learned this uh, at the spiritual, uh, Lake Harriet Spiritual Center in Minneapolis a few weeks ago. And I'm going to walk you through what the speaker shared with us. So if you have a paper and pencil, go ahead and grab it real quick. It's going to be a real fast, quick, easy exercise. But it's a great exercise for you to do uh, with your friends, with your loved ones, with your coworkers, to instantly help you with any situation. So what you want to do is write down, I have a problem with, I have a problem with, and then fill in the blank. I have a problem with, whatever's currently, whatever you currently at this now moment have a problem with. And then notice or make a few notes, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? I have a problem with, you write it down, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? I'm sorry about all the noise. I've got some uh, other people in this building that are being pretty, pretty loud. Okay, so um, the next sentence that you want to write is, I have an opportunity with, and then the thing that you had written that down that you had a problem with, you fill that in. I have an opportunity with, and then write that down. And now notice how that makes you feel. So you're writing down the exact same thing, but the beginning part of the sentence is different. I have an opportunity with, instead of I have a problem with. It changes it, doesn't it? Do you, like, like for me, when I did it, like it just, it opened it up. Like it, my problem felt so constricted. It felt so like confined. It felt like no choices. It felt like, right. It felt like I was the victim. It felt like, right. Like, Oh, you're right. Like I, I was this victim imprisoned with this problem. Right. And then when I had the opportunity, all of a sudden I felt like, Oh, I've got, you know, I've got, I've got choices. I've got, you know, I've got some power here. I've got some possibilities here. And then the third sentence you want to write, I have a golden opportunity with, and then write down what you had written in the other two sentences. I have a golden opportunity with. And then just check in your body. Like, did your body feel even different? Does your body feel a difference when you say I have an opportunity with versus I have a golden opportunity with? Is there a difference for you? And most of us think like golden, <laughs> oh, that's an even elevated, like, oh, it's a golden opportunity. Well, thank you. Like, I have this golden opportunity, right? 
And, and it's interesting because these are just words, but they're reframing the experience. They're like rearranging the pattern. So instead of feeling like a victim, instead of feeling like you're choiceless, instead of feeling like you have no options, you're stuck with this problem, all of a sudden now you have space, you have wiggle room. And so that's why I love the principles from Bashar. Follow your highest excitement to the best of your ability without attachment to outcome, knowing everything is working out for you. Life is happening for you. And that can be like an interesting thing to live by when things are going in a way you hadn't planned. So I do want to tell you about what's happened for me. Um, about six weeks ago, I had this inspired idea that I wanted to expand one of my businesses. And I wanted to expand one of my businesses and create a second physical location. And I had had this thought before, but it never like really lasted. It had popped in and out. And I'm a person that really, really trusts when I get an inspired idea, when I get a hell yes, like I trust it, like, right? So it just, it showed up, it came in really strong and it was a hell yes. It was a hell yes, hell yes, hell yes. So I follow, I followed it. It was my highest excitement. Well, the mistake I made looking back, which is okay because we can't get it wrong, right? It's, it's okay. Looking back, I can see the initial mistake I made is I was following my highest excitement, but I had an attachment to the outcome. I had an end game. I had, I thought I was inspired because of this. So I was expecting the this to unfold. I, I thought right? Like I thought it was going to turn out like this. I had this vision. I had this way in my mind that I thought the, the, the event would unfold. Um, right? Like, so I had all these expectations and attachments. So when I started running into, we can call them opportunities at the time. I would have called them challenges and irritations and frustrations. In fact, that's what I did call them. But when I was, so when I started running into these frustrations and these challenges, like I was like really agitated. I was really irritated. I was really like overwhelmed. I was really frustrated. And it's interesting because when you get to that place, right, you get constricted, you get small, you get, you don't see the possibilities, you don't see the options, you just like keep going within, right? And so when I was in, in that space, sorry, it's just really noisy, isn't it? Um, uh, so when I was in that space, I, I couldn't see any possibilities, right? So the one thing that I do have that's really, really in my core that really, really helps me is I really do function. I do really with my whole heart believe that life is happening for me. I've, I'm so lucky because like, you don't have to try to talk me into that. That's my true belief. That's, I really believe in it's happening for me. Uh, there's a message in the mess, as my friend would always say, like, right, I, I really believe even if this looks like a pile of, it doesn't look good, it looks like a pile of poo, I really believe 
I'm going to find something. I'm going to discover something. There is going to be an opportunity and this pile of poo is going to become a pile of gold. I don't know how, but I really, really, really do trust that. So because I, I knew that I trusted that and because I was aware I was being attached to the outcome, I was being, um, I, I was having these expectations. I, I, you know, had to rearrange my thinking. I had to like go in and talk to myself and say, you, you got to let go of the outcome. You know, you, you, you wanted to do this. It's not turning out the way you thought. It's not showing up the way you thought, but you know what? Surrender, keep, you know, keep doing, doing the work and just realize whatever's meant to unfold is going to unfold and you'll discover it. And that gave me breathing room, right? That gave me like space. So if you ever like are really, really inspired by something or you really have this great idea or you really have this impulse to follow something and it, it seems so great and then all of a sudden it feels like a challenge or an opportunity, can you trust that it's working out for you? Can you trust there's going to be something that's going to unfold that's going to be for your benefit? So in my space, like, right, it took longer than I thought, blah, blah, blah. But I, I gave myself space. I practiced what I believe, right? <laughs> That's what life is. It gives us an opportunity to practice our faith, practice our beliefs. And also to become aware of, you know, where you run back to limitation. Where do you run back to scarcity? Where do you run back to fear-based thinking? And that my irritation and frustration was because I ran back to fear-based thoughts. I ran back to blame consciousness. I ran back to uh, scarcity consciousness. I ran back to, you know, fear. I ran back to fear. And that's why, like, I was so frustrated. And, right, but I caught it. I caught it and I allowed it to unfold. Well, then what ends up folding well, I thought I wanted, I thought the reason my heart was inspired to create this second location is I thought I wanted to be a contribution to this city, right? I thought I wanted to create a business that would be a contribution to the city, that would be helpful to the city. It would be, right? It would be a value. And so I thought, I thought that's why, right? I really thought like the city was summoning. <laughs> I really thought the community was summoning my desire to open this second location what ends up unfolding that I never would have seen coming and I probably never would have thought to do it for me like so even if I could have my future self could have said you're actually doing this for you you're actually creating a beautiful space that's a sacred space to nourish your soul and it's not really for the community this is all for you I don't think I would have like I wouldn't have gotten excited because I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have believed that I deserve that. I, like I'm worthy of s such a beautiful space, just all for me. That would have felt too selfish. That would have felt too greedy. And I would have, I would have judged that. So it's fascinating, right? When I follow my highest excitement, my higher mind or my inner being or my God self, whatever word you like to use, my God self was leading me to something that was for me and my soul. Like, will this location still be a benefit to the community? I'm guessing it will. Will there be more benefits that I don't even know about yet? I'm guessing they are, there will be. But I'm also recognizing or realizing that my body, my spirit, my essence wanted a sacred space 
that nourishes me. And I, I accidentally created it, right? Because <laughs> like, you know how like most of us were caregivers, we're codependent in the sense of so easy to be generous to other people. It's so easy to give to other people. It's so easy to show up with our money, with our time, with our energy for other people. But do we give all of that to ourselves? Like, can you spend as much money, as much time, as, as much support just to take care of you and your body? As you, as you do for those you love? Yeah, most of us don't, right? It's just like, if your kids want it, oh yeah, you'll find a way to make it happen, right? If your lover says blah, 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 oh yeah, you're, I'm all in, I'll help with that, or I'll do that, or I'll go there, right? Like, it's just so easy to say yes. But to say yes to yourself, and to even like, because I didn't even know my body wanted this space. I did not even know that. So... So I kind of, you know, I tricked myself. Path of least resistance. I followed my highest excitement. Thought it was an act of service for others. Really, it's turning out to be an act of kindness and service for my soul, my spirit. So again, I'm going to share Bashar's quotes. Follow your highest excitement to the best of your ability without attachment to outcome, knowing life is working for you spiritual principles. I totally believe in it. I totally find the value and the benefit from it. Hope you maybe find some joy with that as well. I hope your day is great and thanks for listening to my story. Manage your own set point. Use tools to change your vibration. Raise your set point. Thank you for listening to the Keep Your Hands in Your Skirt podcast. Make sure to subscribe and please leave a review. We really appreciate that effort and we'll catch you in the next episode.